What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at a very special card. This one goes out to YouTube user Light Osphere, who uh, left some really awesome comments on a couple of videos, and I just want to say thank you for that. And uh, as requested, we are looking at Coat of Arms. Now, this is a just beautiful artifact that I have a lot of really fond memories with. And we're also going to be comparing it to at least one other artifact that does something a little bit similar. So Coat of Arms is an artifact that costs five, and it's an old school artifact, which means it's colorless. And it says each creature gets plus one, plus one for each other creature on the battlefield that shares at least one creature type with it. So what that means is if you have a large army of one-to-one -one creatures that all share a creature type, they all are no longer 1-1s. They are all freaking huge. So if you have five 1-1s, they're all of a sudden five five fives or six six sixes, etc., etc. And so the Coat of Arms is amazing. Like nothing short of the best artifact out there in decks that are producing a large amount of token creatures. So think of saprolinks, think of plants, think of insects. I mean, think of any creature type that comes out in swarms. Even, I mean, when I think of things like plants, a lot of them are zero ones. Well, guess what? None of those are going to be zero ones for very long. If you have three of those down, all of a sudden they're all two threes. If you get 10 of those tokens, all of a sudden every single one of them is going to be a nine ten. That's amazing. I personally used Coat of Arms back in the day in a number of different decks, specifically Goblins. Mir, actually, the the small robotic creatures from Mirrodin, Mir, um, M-Y-R. Those creatures, by the way, if you're using cards like um, Genesis Chamber that produces tokens based on mirrors, it's fantastic. On top of that, I want to point out, Coat of Arms does not care who owns those creatures. So if you are on at, at, say, an EDH table and one of your opponents just so happens to have a couple creatures that share a creature type with your particular tribe, which is not uncommon, especially if you're playing goblins or elves, because so many cards throughout the history of the game have been those creature types, you could be going wide with elves or going wide with goblins and one of your uh, one of your opponents could just incidentally have a Lanowar Elf because they wanted to boost their mana. Well, all of a sudden, that Lanowar Elf that they have all of a sudden gets this huge buff from your entire army. And so that's one of those situations where you have that symmetry is something that can really hurt when everyone is playing tribal decks. But if you're the only one at the table playing a tribal deck, the amount of benefit that you get is going to far outweigh the amount of benefit that any of your opponents get. But on top of that, you also have a little bit of political clout all of a sudden because that's you giving something to someone. You know, you could team up with that person who's playing the Lanowar Elf, and all of a sudden that Lanowar Elf that's a 10-10 can start wreaking some havoc on some of your mutual opponents. That's a really slick interaction. That's a really slick opportunity. I love symmetrical cards like this for that exact reason. So Coat of Arms is great, but Coat of Arms depends on creatures being on the battlefield. And for that reason, this qualifies kind of as a win-more style card. Um in that you really have to be winning in order for it to really pop off. To get the best value, you need to already be ahead to some degree, or at the very least, your plan needs to be working. Now, I want to compare this to one other card that does something similar. And in fact, both of these cards, if I were to tell a designer, create a card, create an artifact specifically, that buffs a tribe based on how many have been played or how many that you have, you might end up with 
you know, that description qualifies for both, but they function completely differently. And that is Door of Destinies, which actually, this is one that I was not as familiar with. But Door of Destinies is an artifact that costs four, so one less than Coat of Arms. As Door of Destinies enter the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, put a charge counter on Door of Destinies. Creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one for each charge counter on Door of Destinies. Now, I want to call this out, call out a couple of details here. Door of Destinies cares about whether or not the creature came into play directly or if they were cast. So you, this doesn't work as well with token generators. That's something where a coat of arms shines where Door of Destinies does not. However, one thing that Door of Destinies gives you is it gives you a bonus even after a board wipe. With Coat of Arms, if somebody wipes the board and there are no more creatures on the field, you are starting over from square one. There's absolute zero because that benefit is strictly dependent on there being other creatures in play. Now, with Door of Destinies, that is not the case. Door of Destinies only cares about how many charge counters are on Door of Destinies. So as a result, if you've played five, six, seven, eight elves, and I use elves specifically as an example because elves are one of the few races that is really capable of producing a large amount of bodies by playing them out of your hand. That's one of the key differences between elves and, say, goblins or sapperlings or plants in that... I mean, goblins to some degree can do this as well, but for the most part, elves are one of the few cards or one of the few tribes that when you cast them, you can draw cards and they ramp your mana. And so a lot of the time with with elf decks, what you find yourself doing is you play an elf, you draw a card, and you get a mana, then you draw draw some more cards, play some more elves, draw some more cards, play some more elves. Those are all spells that you're casting. So if that is the loop that you're using to get creatures into play, Door of Destinies gets to trigger with every single one of those, and you get charge counters for all of them, and then all your, all your elves get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then your opponent who has a Wrath of God in their hand, who's going to throw it on the board, destroy all the creatures, and feel like they've accomplished this great feat. Yeah, they have. But then next turn, when you do it, all of a sudden, the first Llanowar Elf you play into an empty board still gets the plus nine plus nine or whatever from Door of Destinies. It still counts. Unless they have some way of blowing up Door of Destinies, it just doesn't matter. Like, the fact that they wiped the board, you know, you're still going to be rebuilding like everybody else, but you're going to be building from square 10, not square one. Everybody else is going to be back at square one, but not you. Also, Door of Destinies is not symmetrical. It only touches creatures you control, which in a competitive sense is strictly better. Um, but it doesn't give you access to those political shenanigans and multiplayer games that I love oh so much. Um, aside from the traditional, well, why shouldn't I swing at you with this gigantic army? That political clout you still have, and that it gives you that actually in spades, uh, even even when, like I mentioned, even when board wipes are an issue that you have to face. So, Door of Destinies and Coat of Arms are both cards that buff large teams. You are definitely better off in tribes where, in tribal decks where the tribes are small creatures and your goal is to get a lot of them, both of these cards are great. I can't tell you how many how many decks I can think of where I want to have both of these in there. Because, especially when you want redundancy, if you want a redundant coat of arms effect, Door of Destinies will definitely get you that. Um, but, like I said, it's an insurance policy on top of everything else. Now, the other thing you can do with Door of Destinies that is fantastic that you can't do with Coat of Arms is proliferate. Because it leverages charge counters on the artifact itself, proliferating will buff your team. Also, anything that can manipulate charge counters counts with Door of Destinies. So if you have things like 
Core Tapper, which is a creature that puts charge counters on things. Um, Energy Chamber, which is an, an artifact that just puts charge counters on artifacts just for free. It just does it. Um, or Power Conduit. You know, any of these old Mir- Mirrodin um, artifacts that manipulate charge counters all work with Door of Destinies. So if that is going to give you what you need to buff your team, then with Door of Destinies, you can do even more. So if I was to run, say, a Mirror Tribal deck right now, you know, Core Tapper, I mentioned, is actually a Mirror. And so that's an example of... Let me go ahead and pull it up real quick. So Core Tapper is a great example of a Mirror where it you it just taps to put a charge counter on target artifact. So the moment that it puts a charge counter on Door of Destinies, it immediately becomes a 2-2 if Door of Destinies had nothing on it and you named mirror with door of destinies so that is an example of an interaction that's absolutely fantastic and you can also sacrifice core tapper to put two charge counters on target artifact that becomes a combat trick the moment you have door of destinies down which is fantastic so those are some interactions that i would love to see with door of destinies that you don't get with coat of arms meanwhile back in you know back in my kitchen table jank days i was running a mirror deck that one person actually touted as unbeatable which i didn't say that but at the same time like i'm, I'm not going to say you're wrong um you know just cuz that's high praise and i i mean i'm not going to i'm not going to say no i appreciate it but it was running two coat of arms in there because i was capable of producing a lot of mirror tokens as well as having a lot of mana mirrors that could ramp up um and it was able to produce some really vicious effects, especially when combined with cards like Darksteel Forge that gave all my artifacts indestructible. So I was able to create a huge army of 12-12s, you, you know, or 15-15s a lot of the time that were all indestructible and all produced me mana. And that's just impossible to deal with. It was just way too big. Meanwhile, I think of that deck and how it functioned, and I realized Door of Destinies might have actually been a better fit for it. Because... While I was creating some mirror tokens, I was also casting a lot of mirrors out of my hand. And some of those mirrors could straight up give me charge counters. So that is something that I had other charge counter payoffs, but Door of Destinies would have been a perfect one because the win condition in that deck was go wide with creatures. If your win condition in a deck is go wide with creatures of the same type, definitely take a look at Door of Destinies as well as Coat of Arms. Both of these cards are fan fantastic at what they do truly truly now the only thing door of destinies because you get the charge counters upon cast if your deck is dependent on tokens which is definitely the case in sapperlings or if you have a goblin deck built around Cranko, you're probably going to be producing the vast majority of your tribe with tokens now if you're not casting enough to really ramp up door of destinies it's probably not going to be worth much because it is a four drop so it's a setup piece that doesn't come in until turn four and in a lot of cases you might be better off by having haste enablers or token generators in those spots in say a goblin deck or if you're running sapperlings or any tribe that requires token generation door of destinies may not be that that good of a fit meanwhile Coat of Arms is the goat in that deck. It's so good. It fits so beautifully. So if you're creating a ton of tokens, definitely take a look at Coat of Arms. Now, if you're casting a ton of creature spells, definitely take a look at Door of Destinies. In the end, both of these cards are fantastic, and if you're running any kind of tribal deck, you probably want to be running both of these, just because they are truly great. So thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. This has been an absolute blast. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. And do not forget that you are a good person and you deserve to be happy.